0: This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Canto 5 begins with what feels like an entrance into hell proper, with the previous circle seeming more like a sort of outskirts of hell. While in limbo we heard the sighs of souls in despair, but we enter this circle to the sounds we might expect to hear in hell, the shrieks and wails of sinners. As Dante tells us, now the grief-stricken notes begin to make themselves heard. Now I have come where much weeping assails me. We soon encounter Minos, who acts as a kind of grotesque sorting hat for those of you who are familiar with Harry Potter. Minos listens to each sinner's confession and then coils his snake-like tail around himself, with the number of times he encircles his body, indicating the circle of hell to which the sinner is condemned. He warns Dante against entering, but Virgil tells him their coming is divinely decreed, and so they pass on. This is the circle of the lustful, and with this circle we enter the larger area of incontinence, which is an Aristotelian concept referring to when feeling or pleasure overtakes reason in directing the will. The lustful are those who have allowed their passion to overwhelm their rationality, and so they are tossed about by a whirlwind. In this, we see an example of what is called Dante's contrapasso, principle of justice by which the punishment is made to resemble or contrast with the specific nature of the crime. Because the souls here surrendered their will to their lusts, here also they are helplessly driven by winds that lash and torture them. We observe especially a number of famous queens and adulteresses, Semiramis, Cleopatra, and Helen of Troy, but the most significant woman we meet in this canto is Francesca. Dante invites her and her lover Paolo, whom he sees moving together in the storm, to speak with him. The story of Francesca and Paolo has become one of the most well-known stories from the Divine Comedy. Many writers and artists have been fascinated with their story, And Francesca especially is often remembered for famous and poignant lines such as when she tells Dante there is no greater pain than to remember past happiness in present grief. The British romantic poets in their reading of Dante focused on Francesca and took a characteristically romantic approach to her love story. Lord Byron in particular takes her presence and plight in hell to be a mark of Dante's genius and also what he calls Dante's, quote, gentleness. Who but Dante, he argues, could have introduced any gentle feeling into hell, and who but Dante would be humane enough to have the lovers suffer at least together. It is important to remember, however, that Francesca is in hell. To be taken in by her seductive words would be to be deceived, and to allow pity to overwhelm our reason, as Dante does at the end of the canto, would cause us to be guilty of the same incontinence for which she is being punished. Francesca is an eloquent and compelling figure. As the first sinner to speak in hell and the only woman to speak in hell, she is an Eve figure. And her speech is all the more unusual for a woman of Dante's time because she alone gives her testimony while her lover remains silent, quietly weeping beside her. She gives us three tercets, all beginning with a capital L, love, in which she presents love as a transcendent force. Love which is swiftly kindled in the noble heart. Love which pardons no one loved from loving in return. Love led us on to one death. With these lines, Francesca actually quotes back to Dante some of his own earlier love poetry, and also quotes other writers of courtly love who teach that courtly love is almost necessarily adulterous, as seen by the example of famous courtly lovers, such as Lancelot and Guinevere and Tristan and Isolde. She casts herself through the lens of medieval romance just as Dante, earlier in the canto, describes the mythic heroes and heroines of epics as knights and ladies. She seals the comparison by telling how she and Paolo, her husband's brother, were innocently reading the story of Lancelot together when the book and its author instigated their affair, moving Paolo to kiss her in imitation of Lancelot's kiss of Guinevere. According to Francesca, she was just another fair and gentle lady acquiescing to the sweet kiss of her noble lover, and for this, both she and Paolo were brutally murdered by her violent husband. It is interesting to note that in the old French text that Francesca would have been reading, it is Guinevere who kisses the timid Lancelot, and if they truly had simply mimicked the story they were reading, it is more likely that she first kissed Paolo. But her story seems to take its intended effect, and Dante faints for pity, he tells us, as he falls down as though dead. We might also interpret Dante's faint as a moment of shock for the poet who, in the previous canto, was self-congratulatory, imagining himself welcomed into the fellowship of the greatest poets, but who, in this canto, has been confronted by a reader of the poetry of his younger years who cites his own words back to him as a justification for sin. As we wait for our poet to be revived, we also might take a moment to reflect on the potential impact of reading on the soul. If Francesca has been truthful about the influence on her life of Dante's poetry and of the story of Lancelot, how have we been affected by our own reading? What happens to us when we, like Francesca and Paolo, read a book with others? What is happening to us now as we read Dante's Divine Comedy together? These are questions we will see our poet considering, now more careful of the moral and spiritual impact of his past writings and of his current work as he leads us on our journey through the text. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.